Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We are excited to be here today with Czech born and Berlin based DJ and producer Teresa R., better known as Tigerhead. Tigerhead is influenced by old Detroit techno and acid and known for using many industrial sounds. In this conversation, we speak about how she ended up in Berlin, why music production was a rebellious act in her family, and also about things she hasn't been talking about before, such as being a mother to a today five-year-old and how that's been, also touring and playing in clubs when being pregnant. This and much more. Let's get to it. I am Amanda, and this is Playful Podcast. So thinking that you have been pregnant or having a baby for six years then, if we look at your career, (laughs) it's pretty crazy because it's been six years that you have been doing so much things and you've been touring and you've been, you know, obviously managing to like, not hide, but like to not be public with this part of your life. How has it been to be a mother in the mm-hmm. in the scene? Yeah, and that, with this work, I mean. Yeah, that's a good question. And also you mentioned to be pregnant because um, I played until I was nine months pregnant. And uh, I was fortunate it was not too visual. you as a teenager um so as a teenager i would say i was a completely same person as i am now but a little bit more um, confused and look in my right place a little bit more chaotic and um but definitely the fundament of of it is i was always um, a free person and i was um raised in very artistic surrounding um my both parents are visual artists so i was kind of you know the free spirit was like the the not the motto of our family but it's just how i've been raised so like you are allowed to try your own ways in life is that kind of it i have to say i was pretty much allowed to do everything which was in the in in the end was the best way how to raise me i mean i got burned many times but then i learned by myself how to do it right and yeah you said you were chaotic in what way did you um i was um so i had a way i had a given way of who i'm supposed to be in the future as 
as it was like the family thing to be an artist. So they, they wanted to uh, raise me as a, as a painter and as a visual artist. And um, so I was not like a very, very focused person, like the future, uh, you know, lawyers or doctors or something. I was pretty much like flying in my own mind um, like a chaos in a head, like, like I was finding the right place, but what was given was to be an artist or to find it in, in any sort of form of art. Oh, and then how did you find music? Yeah, um, so that was interesting because music was not the subject in our family. As I said, they were both, um, they are both my parents' visual artists. And and like I said, I had a given way to, to be an artist, to be a painter or something that was like... Um, honor of our family and and to find a music was kind of like rebellion of me because um because my mother was the typical mother who didn't want to have any um you know any loudness around her they were also both very introvert introvertal and very um quiet people so i was pretty much to me it was pretty much forbidden to play any sort of instrument Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more like to to focus on art and to paint and to draw and to paint and to get better. And um, so that was a rebellious way. I got a guitar when I was twelve and I was singing. You decided I, to get it yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm getting it. <laughs> I decided <laughs> no drums at least. <laughs> no drums, no. Like later in in the Ableton, obviously. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they they accepted. Oh, they had to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was um as soon as they found out how how I love it and how I'm excited about music and um I I never gave up actually because I gave up arts. I gave up visual arts back then, but music was like my passion obviously. Yeah. So it, as soon as they saw it, this is something I really need to do and want to do, they had to let me yeah, and it was pretty quickly you got into electronic music too, right? I wasn't say, I mean, I was about 16 years old, so, and my musical journey, well, that went from the age of 11 or 12 when I got my first instruments. I also learned how to play piano and guitar, and I was singing. Um, so I had my bands, I had my punk bands, and, and uh, my solo project is like, guitarist and singer and stuff like that and to get into electronic music was pretty much the development to to do the research to listen of any sort of music there was in and to finding my own way and voice and so at the age of 16 i i kind of discovered electronic music and that was it you know and then how come you moved to berlin um, 11 years ago ex yeah exactly 11 years ago um i was at university and i was studying to be a painter obviously because <laughs> this was there were uh, no universities to study how to be a dj or whatever obviously <laughs> um so this was something what i wanted a plan b <laughs> Uh, yeah, it could be a plan B, even though I, I haven't practiced a long time. But um, it's funny though; I never heard about someone having a plan B to become a painter. <laughs> <laughs> there was well, there was still the plan A to, yeah. towards like the family stuff. You know, I was still like, oh, well, you know, music was a hobby, obviously for them. That 
there must be a hobby that's nothing serious you know mm -hmm. but i had the other way around and i had only plan a and that was music i just didn't communicate it with anyone so yeah so i was at a university and um i didn't like it i didn't like the way i mean you know i didn't feel comfortable so to say and then long story short i met some people who were musicians obviously there was a lot of um there was a big electronic scene where i was at the university back then and so then i learned how to do that and stuff like that and they were finishing the university they were finishing the master studies the, the group of people like my friends and i was at the beginning i was at the first two semesters or something and they said okay so we're going to berlin to make our career because we're done here and we don't want to like stay here and so you can maybe come to visit us or something and i said you know what why don't i come with you just to you know have like, you always been spontaneous yes <laughs> like always you know and it had many consequences but i kind of learned how to deal with that so mm. spontaneously i quit so to my parents i said i like interrupt the studies for one year and then i'm going to come back obviously you know like there were no that there was no way i quit or something for for music or to you know go with friends to berlin to make career or something <laughs> so um yeah i quit and i never came back obviously and that was 11 years ago wow yeah and then how if you look at the berlin you met or you came to back then how would you say it has shifted over the years? It was, I would say it was completely different. It could be also my per perception of it. And it could be also, I was like, I was very young and I was like the beginner in Berlin or something. I, I, I lived in my dream world. And so this was the world of freedom, I would say, right? Um, we were going to parties. I was like, I was uh, learning how to play. I, I, even though, like back then, in, when I was at the university and stuff, I I already like practiced or whatever. I was just a completely new, different magic world, and it was a world of freedom. It was also a world without uh, social media. I would say, I don't remember. I don't know how long is Facebook here. About ten years, I would say whatever. But it was at the beginning. It was nothing I had on my friends. I do no Instagram. Nothing. Were just... you also late when it comes to social media trends? I, I, I never got it. I, I you know, I'm there. I follow the rules. I follow the. I pretty much understand that it's that it's a necessary thing to do nowadays, and um, <laughs> I do my thing, but I I'm not completely there with my soul and stuff. Yeah. And back then it was just about the parties. It was just about the experience, just about to live at the moment. And even though I was like 11 years ago, I'm not talking about 20 years ago. It was even much much better in the sense, but. Yeah, this is what I experienced. Yeah. So did you, do you think that um, your music shifted once you came to Berlin? And like in, in if so, how, what influenced you mostly? Um, um, I wouldn't say it changed completely because back then I come from Czech Republic and there uh, 
scene was not so big, obviously. It's still, it is still not, but they're like heading there. Um, but it was all about techno back then, and it was all about Detroit techno. They were the classic I, I you know, learned and I completely fell in love with. And this kind of continued in Berlin, but in a much more, much, much bigger scale, I would say. So it was it was techno back then. It it is still techno. It's just you know the form changed, but the oh, so you really hanged on. Yeah, well, techno since like I'm seventeen or sixteen, seventeen. Techno. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the yeah. Okay, and then you're you didn't obviously go back to art school. No, I didn't. <laughs> I um, I got so hooked up on music that. There were there was pretty much no time, and um, yeah, yeah. So painting is like kind of backup. What did your parents say? Were they just like liking it? Oh uh, well, <laughs> they were obviously completely against it because education it was the first place, uh, and also in my family. And um, so yeah, that was pretty difficult way. But in my excitement and my youth and sort of like. I I managed to change their mind sooner or later because I just they thought it's um just this dream, you know, as everyone's got a dream and they thought it's gonna like pass. Uh but it never had and now um I suppose they they're proud. They you know, I here and there I tell them, Okay, you see, I, I told you and they're like, Okay, you were right, you know, this kind of story. Yeah, you said you did some as you as you are a very spontaneous person, you also tried like you did some trial and error or something like you did you walked on mines you said. Yeah. Uh, are there any things you'd like to share that um, you would like not do if you knew? I I wouldn't say this was in a some it w- this was not in a career level. This was on some sort of like personal basis, and I think everyone makes mistakes, and we might share the same things, you know, about getting lost in Berlin, this typical cliche stuff like that. But I I never hang there too long. I kind of uh, so I spontaneous I I I just followed my um my heart so to say and uh, so if there was something wrong or if I was like you said walking on mines or something I I realized it pretty quickly so it's like okay so if you could go back and tell the younger you when you were new to Berlin any tips if we think more so when it comes to the the music scene. Is there anything you would tell you back like then? Uh, some advice to tell me. Exactly. To, um, there are this sort of questions in my head, but in the end, I think every step I took and every action I, I made uh, made me to be who I am right now. Even though there were mistakes and not the right decisions and stuff like that. They all formed me, formed me to to be a person to who I am now, and this is what I'm grateful for. So 
probably they were right. They were not that wrong. So you wouldn't go back? I I think I wouldn't go back because I always learned from my mistakes and um, it's it's just made me be who I am and mm. this is what matters and 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 it never ended. We learn every yeah, day, right? Definitely. Would you say that you're a good uh, people's people knower? Like, can you read people? Do you feel that uh, some of the minds you walked in has been trusting the wrong people or would you say that you uh, have always had a gut feeling that you know this is mm, a good person uh, yeah. i should i would say both i would say it, it depends on the age and yeah. i was you know in some certain in some age i was uh, a little bit naive and stuff but this also um it is like like that, you know, I, I couldn't be the, the most clever person and see through everybody back then, like 10 years ago or something. So I never crossed the line too far, I would say. I Sooner or later, you realize. and But I also didn't depend on people. I, I was pretty much on my own and um, there were people around me, but the only one I was mostly trust in was me. Today, you live in a house outside <laughs> Berlin and have a five-year-old son. Yeah. I which is something family. no one knows. I don't share <laughs> it, yeah. No. Yeah, how did that happen? And Oh, um, <laughs> this happened that in, in a private life, I'm, I would say, a completely different person that I am in a public life because it's still me. But I am a um, family person. <laughs> I very I, there 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 are so many things I don't I don't share with the public because I also want to protect my private life. I'm I'm not that often anymore because I also learn from that that if you show too much, it could turn against you. And I just um, protect privacy of my son, but. That happened. I just felt to be a mother, and I'm a mother, yeah. <laughs> and I enjoy it. Oh, amazing. (laughs) But so thinking that you have been pregnant or having a baby for six years then, if we look at your career, (laughs) it's pretty crazy because it's been six years that you have been doing so much things and you've been touring and you've been, you know, obviously managing to like, not hide, but like to not be public with this part of your life. How has it been to be a mother in the mm-hmm. in the scene? Yeah, and that, with this work, I mean. Yeah, that's a good question. And also you mentioned to be pregnant because um, I played until I was nine months pregnant. And uh, I was fortunate it was not too visual because, I mean, to be honest, it looks weird. I mean, I have to say like, aesthetically, it's, it's weird to be a pregnant DJ or something. It, it was not something I was like, showing off but it was something not having the bikini yeah (laughs) hello yeah yeah. i was and i enjoyed that and i was capable to continue my work uh, after several discussions with doctors but i was pretty young yeah that was no problem so i managed to cover it in a decent way but not not to hide it that's something i was like proud a proud of but I was not too big. I was just looking the same, just with a little person in my belly. So if you take a big hoodie, it's not a problem. And you're 
you know, the, the decks are hiding, high, it. Yeah, hiding it a bit. So, but I played till I was nine months pregnant. I think uh, three weeks before the birth, I played in about blank and it was great. And also the first boiler room I did, I was pregnant and no one knows. This is the first and Everyone's going to go back and watch it now. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like this big, you oh, know, this big. So it was completely not um, completely early on. It was not vis- uh, visible. And I felt... We see you hide suddenly and throw up in the <laughs> bin. <laughs> no, it was just uh, nothing. I, I was completely fine, I have to say. I was oh, totally yeah? fortunate. There was nothing wrong with me. I, Easy pregnant. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, sure. So okay. boiler room. No one knows that, that there were some live streams and... Frauengedeck that was in uh, the Oya records that there was also huge but it was just not visible I was lucky <laughs> wow but um, I mean there must have been some things that have been because it's compromising with the time you spend with your son yes, yes. also so has yeah. there been any like also I mean I guess it's different when being a mom compared to being a that not only because of the pressure of society but also because you may be breastfeeding and these things that makes you have to stay more with your child yeah yeah that's that's a very good question too i mean so we talked about the pregnancy and that's that's not the most difficult part you know that's just something physical yeah but uh yeah and then when i became mother it changed everything it changed absolutely everything and i had to learn again step by step how to handle my job and you know my career and my passion with this thing and it also became very very hard like mentally like you know like music was my passion but there i have this little person like the biggest responsibility responsibility and the biggest love so who comes first and obviously the decision is clear <laughs> i bet um, music i'm kidding uh, yeah <laughs> let's see kidding. uh but uh i mean you can combine yeah but it yeah it was it was very difficult i have to say i couldn't imagine how it's gonna be and i had no. to learn how to deal with that how to please everyone and in this case, that there was not pretty much time for me anymore and to develop personally and, and like mentally. I was just like jumping from one thing to another. But through the years, I, I learned how to uh, handle both. And yeah, how, how did you do that? Um, or how do you handle both? There, there are like phases in this way. So when when you know when you have a baby there's pretty much just like basic things the baby needs and you you manage i'm I'm not not the only working mother you know there are many ways how to manage that was not that difficult it became difficult when he uh, understood what i do and what i do means that i'm away from him kind of often and this was the hardest part and still is. This is now the time when he tells me that, oh, that every mom's are home at the weekend and I'm the only one who who's away and, and why and, you know, and don't go away and please stay with me and stuff like that. So this is this is now the time, which is probably the most difficult from from the pregnancy to baby to whatever, like actually the mental 
aspect of it, how to the mental aspect, like can imagine to feel guilty and to feel like maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's a lot. But then I say, okay, maybe one day he's going to be proud of me. Maybe one day he's going to turn it to something positive, and he's going to say, "Mom did something special," and I'm grateful to have this in my life. But he needs time as well. He's gonna have the most awesome mom and come with you when he's eighteen or whatever, and be like, <laughs> make up for the lost. <laughs> when he's eighteen, I'm gonna be weekends older so i am gonna be really wishing i can keep uh, work how i do right now (laughs) no problem yeah Yeah. or you mean like wish because you may want to do something else or wish because you um that's totally in the stars i mean no i mean i hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I, I love it, and I continue to do what I, what I love. There, there are still no plan. There is still no plan B or something. But obviously it's uh, physically and mentally very, very difficult um, job to do. And especially with the motherhood, it's even more difficult mm. for many reasons. So I just hope I'm going to be as strong as I am now to continue in a most healthy way. Yeah. yeah. How many days a month do you normally uh, play? Like, do you have a max imam? No. Or do you just no, uh, go with the flow? I just I go with the flow. I have to say I that that comes back to it to be spontaneous or to talk to my agent and say, she's going to kill me and say, <laughs> please, I need to work. Give me as much work as there is because I because I love it. I, I have to. I have to. It's a little, you know, workaholic thing. And. And then, okay, no problem. Then I've got this this package and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't know. I just learn by doing. Yeah, sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> if we look some more into your music, uh, you have a studio in your house. Um, could you take us with you on your production journey? Like when entering the studio, is there anything you need? Like do you always bring... A snack or do you always produce in the morning or you know like mm-hmm. how does it work um i always produce in the morning from logistical reasons uh because of kindergarten and stuff so i have time only every day from nine in the morning till like 2 p.m which is a bit difficult because i'm not a morning person you know, so logistically, you have to handle everything, and this is the only time I have free actually 
or free. I, I have to work. I have to do something. I have to produce something. I, so um, the caffeine yeah. addiction is coffee addiction there. <laughs> that that's the that's the only thing I need. There is like two three coffees that there's as you ask what I need or what I always have with me. It's simple. It's always coffee, <laughs> coffee and water. And I try my best to be creative in the time when my body is not really awake and also the body works at weekends in completely different times so um you have to adapt and you have to um do maximum you can which is not every day but you can say i've been there i tried and there are new days yeah but when do you ever go to the studio and you are like ah i don't feel inspired at all oh yeah and if so <laughs> do you have any way on how to like trigger your mind into new creative ways this happens very often i have to say i i don't know how is it with with other people and i also don't know how is it what people share to the public and what is really like the inner struggle struggle or truth but i have this very often because um there are many many things in my mind also to to how to actually handle their everyday life and how to handle the, the weekends and stuff that the inspiration like 10 years ago i was like full of it you know because you're free on your own you're just with yourself and you swim in your mind and there's just you know a lot of inspiration and influences and stuff but in the everyday life i have to force myself Right, and I have to also force myself like it's part of the job. It's job, and I have to do it good. And this is what I have to deliver. So, with inspiration, without inspiration, if I produce some track and it's not good, it's at least like practice. It it takes me to to other dimensions. And what I do to find the inspiration is when there's really nothing, and I cannot force myself. I start to. Um, read books and go to concerts i i love classical music actually that's my i i love classical oh, music. me too and piano yes oh i'm obsessed <laughs> yeah so. okay nice do you feel that that uh, inspires you like um, i was gonna ask how do you like do the connection between that but maybe that's really hard to explain i don't i think um, I find the inspiration to to produce electronic music in other sort of influences but electronic music. So to be good in this, I try to get as far away from it as possible, to not be in some sort of like box, you know, to not be like in a bubble. Mm. So I try to listen to every sort of different genres of music to get inspiration. Like I say, read the books, which has pretty much nothing in common with uh, electronic music, like, like, you know, and um, to kind of open my mind to, to make it work, to make it think again. And I find inspiration in everything, in nature and yeah. people. Yeah. How do you work with goal setting, then, would you say? Because mm -hmm. that's also combined in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, so there were times when I set my goals and I have to say I reached them 
But it was very hard. And I would say you put some sort of pressure on you, which is um, actually changing the natural flow of it. I would say, so setting goals is a good thing, but in a, like, not to the fullest. Because if you set your goal, you follow only one path, but you are now restricted. And maybe you close your mind from any other like influences which might help you or something. And you tend to be very hard of yourself. And if you do not uh, reach the goal, you punish yourself for it. And and you, or me, I would say, I, I'm talking about yeah. myself, obviously. And um, it's not the right way for me. The right yeah. way for me is, again, to be spontaneous and to live and to feel and to be open to the new ways which are like coming to me and they are the ways from outside are setting the goals i follow the path i think naturally yeah i think this is so i feel the same like if you punish yourself with speaking badly about how you're handling it or that you're not doing what you should or what you're supposed to or you're not creating like something that you feel is the right standard or good then you block yourself yes right? yes exactly and then it's definitely no <laughs> no yeah. creating anything it works with um, other people but it doesn't work with such a mental work yeah 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 so do you how do you do you work with that like being nice to yourself and like opening up <laughs> now we go to the psychological part yes I, that's my favorite yeah <laughs> you know we can talk for hours um um yeah i learned through the years how to be good with myself how to forgive myself how to love myself how to it, it is a certain aspect which doesn't work with me to be to be maybe it comes from from the family and from back then obviously it always it's connected to everything how how you live with everything's connected with the past and with me it just doesn't work to punish myself constantly exactly like you say i i block myself and then i'm i'm angry and i either make it wrong or not make it at all i just need things with love and harmony and and peace and but did you go to a psychotherapist to deal with, you know, how you speak to yourself and these things? Or you just, <laughs> like, dealt with it yourself? I dealt with it myself. Yeah? Yeah. I, I never was. I mean, I visited once at times, like, back then when I was, like, very lost. And so I said, okay, maybe there is a way, maybe there is some help for it and um we pretty much we, we didn't understood each other i said okay i'm talking about different things you're not the right one okay and then i said i tried by myself <laughs> <laughs> there is no time for that <laughs> okay but are you more so like would you say that you sh would choose more the cycle if you if we think like maybe you read some books or maybe you like you know, there are so many ways to find help without a human being sitting in front of you. Mm -hmm. But would you say that you choose the more psychological way or the spiritual way in this sense? I I would say psychology and the spiritual world um, 
are like together there it's one thing it's it's like a part of psychology which is um so i am very spiritual being a, i have to say it's also from my family and from my grandmother which was even i never met her even though she was alive when i was a child but there, there was several reasons no opportunity but what i learned was that she was even like some sort of like gifted woman who people in the town knew about uh, so we're talking about like eight years ago something or 70 years ago and uh people were coming to her to um she was some sort of like psychic she was some sort of like medium and back then it was very popular it was nothing to this i think yeah it was nothing to laugh about she was she was a very deep person and um so I've been told that I'm like my grandmother, you know, I, I have several, um, um, how to say, ways uh, how to live without controlling it. So like, so the spiritual way, this is something what I'm very, very interested in. I read a lot of uh, books about it. I, I'm, I'm very interested in every kind of spiritualism, but like I said, I also don't uh, close it to some sort of like study or something i i live i always follow my path and my my mind and kind of what i learn from it wow <laughs> i don't think i think it's i i don't know but i feel it's nothing no one laughs about it's more so mm-hmm. something many people and they feel more and more people are mm. admiring and and you know want to because life is going at a higher speed every year yes. so people are like finding ways on how to cope with that yes. and then i think the spiritual path is something that many people are but do you meditate on these things um no uh, i also have to say like you said like that the world is fast this is exactly the the problem and this is so so to say we are all like spiritual human beings we are all born completely naked and completely like open and completely pure and so who are we now we are either formed of society from we are formed from society or from from the lifestyle we are people we are formed from the surrounding where we live and we are formed from parents we are a little bit like puppets a victim of of the lifestyle or something if you want to come back to who you are i think exactly you have to like follow your your way back to who you were where you were born and because you know what i mean that's also really it makes sense yeah <laughs> but it's also i was getting lost but no but hopefully it makes sense it made me think about that we don't we think we evolve and change so much but we're basically the same people we were when we were kids. Yeah. This, I think, is really interesting. Yeah. Like, often when you think about your friends who you've known a long time, you're like, they're exactly the same. Uh, okay. <laughs> you don't think? Yeah, Um. that's for sure. I mean, we are who we are. But to, I was just trying to say not to get crazy from the world, which is crazy. We have to, exactly, we have you said it right like to stay kids this is this is the way like to to stay pure and they have the fantasy and 
don't follow the rules that be much. Be playful. <laughs> yeah, be playful. <laughs> very good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, but yeah. Mm. So, do you think that also having your kid helped you with staying connected to your yes. inner child? Yes, that that helped me a lot. Really? Uh, yeah, it changed my life completely, and it. I learned so many things from it. So. To have kid, it means not to be you anymore, not to be there for you anymore, like to be, to be there for this like innocent creature. And for this, you have to like purify yourself, really. You have to, because you're responsible and you're raising the, I wouldn't say next generation, obviously it is, but you're raising somebody. I mean, he didn't have choice to be here and you're very responsible to, to just do absolutely best to make a great person out of him and a great person of meaning to be like not even happy to be in harmony and you know what i mean learn how to deal with emotions and everything there are so much things to learn in life <laughs> yes absolutely but you're the one who like shows the way a little bit who, you know obviously as a parent yeah and this is the way when i realized oh god I'm, I'm so far away from being perfect i have to like very like calm down first and to learn who I am and to learn what can I give to him to the to the future and to come this is the problem of, of the ego to come to go away as far as possible from the ego and to really live like naturally and behave naturally and just be there for him and I had to completely restart my personality so to say to to be a good mother and good person. Ah, and you noticed that early on in your motherhood. Yeah, yeah, it's also a very natural thing, I would say actually. Like your your body changes, your mind changes and it's, it's a cliche but it's like this, you know. Uh, yeah, so it was also a very natural way to do. I mean, hmm. it's a responsibility. Okay, yeah, it is a responsibility for sure. Um, but do you have any like spiritual practices that you do to like be in tune with that mm-hmm. part of yourself? No, I mean, you ask if I meditate. I, I tried a few times. I tried yoga and stuff like that. And I would say the interpretation of the Western world of yoga meditation is something completely different than it is in um in in its origins yeah i heard this mm-hmm. so but i didn't i wasn't fortunate enough to to travel to india for example or south america i've been but for music which is incredible and unforgettable but i was there for a very short time not to get into the spiritual and to no i have time for ayahuasca yeah <laughs> no 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 it's a, no i'm <laughs> A very beginner with that, and I I read a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my way, and I um have my dreams to, but not goals. So either it happens or it doesn't happen. You know, love that more <laughs> dreams. Okay. Oh, do you have any specific dreams that you'd like to share with us for this coming year? This uh, new year, I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> again, there are many dreams on on you know personal level, on on career level, and 
this this was uh, connected to the spiritualism as we were talking about so let's put it to this like my dream is to obviously travel to its origins and to to meet the original people and learn the the real way so to say yeah to evolve yeah to evolve yeah good goal or dream (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have now come to the part of the podcast where if you're a Patreon, you'll get to listen to the extra material where Tigerhead speaks about social media's impact on the scene and how she feels about all that, as well as what she wishes for the scene in the future and much more. Go to patreon.com slash playful magazine. Yeah, okay, we're on the same topic. Uh so what do you think is like the meaning? <laughs> this is so uh, philosophical. Mm. We're getting there. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I love it though. But yeah, what do you think is the meaning of life? Okay. Um, I don't know. And I don't think anything about it, to be honest. <laughs> I, there were times in my life when I did, when I exactly got philosophical about it, then I, where do we come from? Why are we here? Stuff like that. So after the years, I came to nothing. And not even me, no one knows. So mm. I rather live and don't think about pretty much anything. Um, because also thoughts, this is something what comes from us this is something personal this is something very subjective so i don't have any thought and any opinion about it i just know that i'm here right now and i do what i can yeah i have no idea that's basically how i think but i think also it's to find what makes your heart beat and just do that and follow that lead which we can can come back to music for yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and yeah it's either this or it's that this is this or that Uh, introvert or extrovert introvert like your parents like me like you yeah i am (laughs) true but you said your parents are also introverts yeah so this was yeah (laughs) i was just curious because i you know i don't know maybe it's Maybe you are influenced by where you come from in this sense to some point also. Uh, night in or night out? Night in. It comes along with the first question. <laughs> Red wine or beer? White wine. White wine. Oh. <laughs> Cold white wine or like little ice cube in? No. <laughs> if so it's a good specific. wine, then. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, wine. Red wine. Yeah, uh, this one we kind of talked about, but psychology or spirituality? Both. Combined. Yeah, mm. it's one thing for me. Yeah, big festival crowd or intimate club gig? Intimate club. Mm. Hip-hop or heavy metal? Um, hip-hop, if I have to choose. <laughs> White toast or sourdough bread? White toast. Oh, casual. Love it. <laughs> uh, Tinder or a random meeting in the bar? Random meeting in a bar, <laughs> for sure. 
facts or fiction? Fiction. Um, fiction? Black and white or colors all the way? Black and white. <laughs> Last one. Teaching others or being taught? Being taught. Yeah? Yes. Ah, you like to evolve, so it goes together with that. I also. like to learn. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not confident enough to say I can teach others. Yet. In what ah. I learned. Ah, so even in music production, you're I can share my experiences, but I wouldn't call it to teach someone. I would call it to share something. Would you someone. do like a master class? I could. Yeah, it could yeah. be fun. Yeah, it okay. doesn't come along with the introvertal part, but no. of course, it's a part of the job. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so thank so you. much. It was, it was very nice here. Thank so you. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> This was it for Playful Podcast this week, but please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.